Okay, guys, look, what do we have right here? Come on, man. Tell us something before we're going to start this. <laughs> uh, look. Ah, dude. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, Martinez. Um, you know, I'm in Thailand. You're all the way over there in the UK. And, uh, you know, we haven't connected since November. So it's been about a hot three months. So I think we have a lot to catch up on. Man, this 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 man is a beast. Look at him. Like, I'm going to read some stuff out. And it's super cool. Like, this is Matthew Botel, for you who is not familiar with his face. Uh, he's a real estate analyst and team member of the Boardwalk Wealth. I uh, love the name, by the way. A private equity firm located in Dallas with 1,257 units under management. Because uh, previously, when we talked on July last year, it was 1,063. So it increased the number. So that's a good sign. He's uh, responsible for market research, due diligence, acquisitions, and investor relations. He participates in identifying, analyzing, and advising in all phases of the acquisition process. And he's also a host of Real Estate Journeys podcast. So, man, <laughs> come on. Just happy to have you on the show again. I appreciate it. Pleasure, pleasure to be here, Martinez. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. So again, uh, for you who didn't see the first interview, I can't, again, you can go and check it out. I'm going to put a link down below. You can check the previous interview. But I want to just take it a little bit different. Again, I, I want to talk about, you know, real estate and, uh, you know, your journey in real estate uh, so mm -hmm. far. But for the people who are listening for the first time, can you give them just your background story? How did you discover real estate in the first place? Yeah, yeah. So, uh I got started back in 2008 with my mom. Uh, I'm based, um, born and raised in Denver, Colorado. And we started, my mother started a, a family mom and pop business. We basically fixed and flipped homes. And I helped her manage about 10 single family homes. Um, you know, nothing major. There was no bird strategy, nothing like that. It's like, hey, go run up, grab a flyer. Let's look at it. Let's go to the open house. How can we improve this? You know, let's put some uh, lipstick on a pig, try and flip these things, uh, rent it out of a couple of them, right? And it wasn't even called the bird strategy back then. Uh, as a lot of people know, everybody was overextended, or I'm sorry, my mother was overextended and we basically had to liquidate the portfolio. So long story short, uh, back in 2016, I left the United States to travel the world. I attempted to move to Berlin, wound up in Thailand, found, fell in love with my wife, got married, had a kid just recently last week. But in that time period, I wanted to get involved in commercial real estate back in America. I started listening to podcasts, started doing all this stuff, educating myself, didn't know when I was going to be back. I basically created a digital multifamily meetup, or I'm sorry, not a multifamily, a digital real estate meetup group. Had about 10 people, um, ran that for about three months, and I developed and found a mentor who was not in the group, but uh, liked the work that I was doing and connected me with uh, Omar, who is the CEO of Boardwalk Wealth. And at that time, uh, basically, Boardwalk Wealth was grassroots. We're going on two years strong now and has allowed me to uh, basically transition myself into a multifamily guru. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm not a guru. <laughs> Nobody says that, right? Nobody's like, I want to be the... Nobody's like, I'm the guru, right? Everybody's like, that guy says he's a guru. But the guy that's the guru doesn't say he's a guru. I'm not a guru. I'm not no, a guru. No, no. But uh, yeah, just transitioning myself uh, to the next phase of my life and uh, trying to uh, you know, get into multifamily more and more and uh, just loving the ride and just 
experiencing things, you know, halfway around the world. And uh, that's kind of my general rundown right now. Man. Yeah. Right now. Exactly. Right now. Cause yeah. the journey continues. It just yeah. goes and you, you know, we talked before the interview, you know, it's just, uh, you have so many things going on right now. I mean, and will be more things going on in the future. Cause you talked about, you know, moving away and stuff. So it's going to be mm -hmm. exciting for you, man. I, I really looking forward to seeing you, you know, doing big things because again, sometimes you have to be in the right place physically actually to reach more people and to do great things and just expand your business in general. So I think that decision sure. that you just, you know, spoke before is going to open so many bit, you know, doors for you and just, you know, yeah. explore your business for sure. So mm -hmm. what about for people again, who are watching, cause everybody here tuned in for like, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a simple guy, a girl, you know, I'm like here for, for myself, kind of selfish. I want to learn about real estate investing, but I still have this full-time job. And, you know, like, I don't know how to even start this up. So, mm -hmm. you know, any advice for people, you know, because you've probably been in a similar position, how did they yeah. can start educating or start, you know, real estate business, having a full-time job? For sure. So uh, if somebody has no prior experience in real estate, you know, yep. uh, whether that's fixing and flipping, being a landlord, owning a home, whatever have you, I always kind of equate it to working out, right? There's a million different ways to work out. You can do P90X, you can run marathons, you can be a bodybuilder, you can run, you can swim, whatever you want. There's a million different ways to exercise. But you kind of, after you know, your life or you, the sports or whatever you've partaken in, you develop a strategy. I like working out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I like doing cardio, blah, 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 blah. So I would say, you know, one, start educating yourself and kind of think about what you like, right? People like, okay, I want passive income. I want to scale multifamily. Other people are like, Hey, I really like the bird strategy. I like fixing and flipping homes. It's more rewarding for me. I like being more hands on blah, blah, blah. More, some people are like, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to be a uh, private investor. I want to uh, give my money away. I want to do note investing. I want to do wholesaling. Uh, I don't have any money. I want to be a capital raiser. So kind of think about where you are in your life, right? In your journey, what you want to get involved in within real estate. Start to educate yourself a little bit and then uh, try and get your foot into that door. And then it, once you do, um, it'll kind of open up from there. So if you're just thinking like, hey, I want to be a fix, you know, fix and flip properties, start educating yourself on that process, maybe do a deal or two. Uh, you know, maybe you, maybe you don't even uh, actively participate in it and you just like give people some money and they take your capital and put it to work there for you. Um, but then from there, you kind of develop your strategy, right? You're like, okay, like, ugh, I do not like fixing and flipping. Like I've been doing this for six months, I've been doing this for a year, like it's not for me. I can already see down the road. I'm not really about this life. So then it's like, okay, check, right? Maybe you move on to the next thing, but you never really know until you get started. And I think a lot of people get analysis by paralysis and they think I have to, I have to know everything and I have to know everything about the market. And okay, I want to invest in London and I got to be there and I got to walk the property and I got to do this. And I got to, I got to have the perfect manager. I got to have the perfect girlfriend and I have to have the perfect amount of money. And then my portfolio and everything will really come to fruition. And that's not the case. So, I kind of say narrow down your niche and start kind of narrowing down what you want and then begin taking baby steps. And from there you'll develop your own strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Solid, solid advice. Yeah. Because, you know, again, real estate in like in my head, you know, looking from, from a side, cause I'm not active in real estate, you know, besides working with all these different companies, 
So yeah. like, I, I know a little bit of ins and outs on how the businesses work. You know, all that, that you mentioned, wholesaling, fix and flip, multifamily, you know, uh, construction. But like you just, what you mentioned is so true. And like, if people just narrow down to one thing and just, so what, what will be the first thing, you know, cause you mentioned all these things. So if you just narrow down mm -hmm. to this one thing, the first stepping, uh, first step in this business, like what would be like, should I go like seminar or grab a book? Like, should I call somebody that's active in real estate? Like what's the first, first step for somebody who's like, they don't know nothing about real estate. Okay. Let me back it up a step. Huh? Say that again. So, yep. back, let me back it up. Let me back yep. it up a step. So you have to do some introspection and look at yourself, right? So example being, if you are not an aggressive person or if you don't have a strong temperament for risk, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency should not be for you, right? Hands down. I don't think now, it should be for anybody. Okay, well, that's your opinion, but okay, right? So that's your opinion. Now, let's say you are somebody that is willing to risk and likes the education process and is willing to learn. That person is probably more suited and has a stronger stomach for cryptocurrency as opposed to you, who if, let's say, you invested a uh, 1,000 pounds, would be like, yo, what the fuck? I don't, know, I don't know if I can cuss. Can I cuss? Oh, yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, you might be like, yo, what the fuck? I don't know what I'm doing with my money. Like, I don't feel comfortable with this three months, and I'm out. And then maybe someone like myself, like, I understand this process. I really like this. I have the temperament for it. So I would say learn your temperament and what you think you're comfortable with. So if you are wanting to be the sole GP or sole uh, person of the ownership of an apartment building, and let's say, okay, you have to put up a million dollars in capital or $2 million in capital in order to take down this property. And that's all your money. Are you going to feel comfortable putting all your capital at risk? Okay, maybe you're not whatsoever. That's perfectly fine. So then you're like, okay, well, I know I don't want to do that. What are you looking to invest? How much money do you have to invest? What are you looking to do? So if you're like, okay, listen, like I just kind of want a little bit of passive income. I want like, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't really like losing my money. Uh, I want just like a hundred, $200 a month recurring. And if I got one proper year, it kind of be cool with that. It's like, okay, that sounds like turnkey, you know, single family homes. There's a lot of that. You can actually get homes in Ohio, Memphis, parts of the country for $100,000. You probably have to put up $20,000, but you have $20,000. Okay, well, like, let's explore these options. Okay, oh, wow, it is possible. Okay, and then you start doing some research from there. But if that same person who has the $20,000 is not wanting to be like hands-on real estate or you know, scale their portfolio, invest in multifamily and larger syndications and have their money locked up, that $20,000 for five years as opposed to you know, passive residual income coming in and slow increase in equity. I would say those are two different types of investments. So do some introspection as far as what are you comfortable in your risk? So if you're a risky person and you live, a, uh, like not to say a risky person, but if you're more comfortable with risk and you know, you like, like more uh, speculative, I'll say investments, like you'll probably be more drawn to those as opposed to somebody who's like, a bond investor and is comfortable with like a two to 3% return and is like, 
know, a bit stagnant yeah. as opposed to like more well, volatility. So, you know, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Like, you, you know, like with this risk thing, which you mentioned, like Bitcoin, like cryptocurrency, like all of that, like it's it's same as a stock market. Like you have no predictions yeah. what's going to happen. Like I, I don't want that. Like I don't want the gamble. And I don't yeah. think people making an educated enough decision when investing into these like cryptocurrencies, because mm -hmm. again, like, the, like there is no education. It's just a fashion, like a fashion thing. Like, oh, I, I got some Bitcoin. Like that's all it is, you know. Like I beg to differ with that argument. I beg to differ with that argument. Yeah. So you know, like everybody has their own like opinions on that, and you know, uh -huh. there's people investing and doing well in like in a Bitcoin situation. Yeah. But like, if you want to create this like wealth like having boardwalk wealth you want to like have this journey where you create the wealth like you need a solid investment which is like what mm -hmm. real estate is right like of course there is risks involved into that as well but mm -hmm. it's not it's not volatile as a, as a stock market or you know crypto so and 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 to kind of put this together you know like if we're talking about you know cryptocurrency and whatnot it's like uh you know it could be right for somebody. It could not be right for somebody else. Yeah. And just like you're, just like you're saying, cryptocurrency is a fad. It does not mean that it's not. Uh, it does not have longevity, or there's not good enough returns. Like in 2017, yeah, agree. It went up, right? Like you can't deny it with the numbers. But then it came down. Now that's not. That, now that's not saying that it's a bad investment. It's just volatile. Now it could it could stabilize in the future, right? And yada 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 but the weak hands are gonna shake out. So it's, what you're saying is, is it's kind of a trend. Mm. Same thing with real estate. It's like multifamily, multifamily, multifamily. And now everybody's like, yeah, 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 the market's hot, right? Or it was like, maybe five years ago, it's like burr, 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 burr strategy. And then in five, six years, it's gonna be like condos, condos, condos. Get the condo, flip the condo, right? And everybody's like, oh, condos, condos. And so these things come in cycles. So just as much, as you're talking about trends in a different market, there's trends in the real estate market. It's like, yo, multifamily's hot. Let's get into multifamily. Like, ooh, market's about to bust. Nobody, get out of fix and flip. No money in fix and flip. Like, it's harder to get deals. You know, 10 years ago, oh, yeah, we're gangbusters, right? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. But the question it's, it's, is, the question is, how do you see around what's going to happen around the corner? Because most of the time, people just start, like, moving yeah. to a new asset class a little bit too late. So. I think, I think, I think, I think like, it's like, it's just like anything, man. Uh, like I was kind of saying, like, you got to kind of start educating yourself, feel like what your investment strategy is. And then you got to get in there because until you get in there, I mean, look, let's just go back to running the marathon. I've run five marathons. There's, 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 I couldn't even tell you. I ran the LA marathon, I think three times. And I think there's like 60,000 people that run it. And there's no people that are like, I mean, people have different strategies. They run 10 minutes, they walk two minutes. They run 10 minutes, they walk two minutes. They, they sprint the whole time. There's people that qualify for the Boston Marathon. There's people that walk the whole thing. And so there's no one way to do one type of asset investment, right? Somebody that's gonna be doing value add opportunities and investing is going to be doing and managing that properly and have different systems in play as opposed to Boardwalk Wealth, as opposed to you know five other different sponsors and somebody who fixes and flips properties might focus strictly on the kitchen and somebody else might focus putting on the third bedroom and, you know, doing the birth strategy. But I think until you really get in and you won't see around the corner, like, you know, how you and I talked about Kobe Bryant, it's like, yo, he's been shooting threes, whatever, for millions of years. Right. And now he's really good at it. 
but there's not the same defender that's coming at him. It's a different guy, different size, different move, different. It's just like kind of a feel. You're like, okay, like I see the kind of like, like my team. Like I got my team. Like okay, I got some money, and oh shit, opportunity. Hello. Okay, now I'm gonna like kind of invest in this and capture it. But the people that aren't open-minded and the people that don't have the systems in play and the people that aren't there out there trying it, they're always waiting for the correction to get in. Yeah. They're waiting for the the opportunity to open up. Yeah. So like examples like when they say. You know, when you think something's going to happen, the market usually goes the other way, right? And the market doesn't give a, the market doesn't give a fuck about you. So yeah. if the market wants to go on for another five years, like it can go on for another five years, regardless of whether whatever Matthew thinks. So the time to probably get into cryptocurrency or Bitcoin was maybe when it was three thousand five hundred dollars, not nineteen nineteen thousand dollars. So if you got in if you got in down low and now you're up here, well now it's ten thousand dollars. You made seven thousand dollars. Who looks like a genius? But if you got enough top and you sold at the bottom, you look bad. Or if you're like my mom and I, and you have 10, 10, 10 single family homes and then you liquidate those, then well, now you, you, you wouldn't belly up, right? And my mom told me whatever, like last year, she said, man, especially in the Denver market, she's like, if I didn't sell any of those properties, she's like, I would be, I would be doing very, very well. Right? Just, just based on appreciation. Yeah. And, I, yeah, and I was like, yeah, you would be killing it. And she's like, but at the time I was so stressed out and you know, you're up to Shit's Creek I understand. I don't mean, I don't blame her at all. Yeah. So, it, it's, uh, so we're coming back again, you know, sorry for interrupting, but I think it's all what you're talking about and the people listening and it's all coming back to the risk tolerance, which you mentioned before, like yeah. all these, are you going to be investing in the top or the bottom? It, it all comes yeah. down. Are you willing to go like in, in the front row and say, okay, maybe people not seeing that, but I'm just going to, you know, cause I'm making educated enough decision and that what it comes down to. Like if you're educated mm -hmm. enough, like, but there has to be some experience involved. Cause I think the big players, there was going to be ahead of the time. Other For people sure. who are going to be investing cause they have experience, they have the team, they have For years sure. and you know, so, so that's going to be that. But, you know, so I think if people just surround themselves, like, like you did, you know, with, Omar and Boardwalk Wealth, you know, where all these mm -hmm. people, they're making educated decisions. They've been in business for a long time. I mean, 1,257 units. Yeah. So that's yeah. a proven track record that people know exactly yeah. what they do, you know, and they make mm -hmm. smart decisions. Mm -hmm. So that, that sure. definitely, mm -hmm. so what about, I just want to, you know, just to touch one point, because you mentioned uh, people waiting for this, uh, you know, uh, market crash and everybody's experts talking is going to happen yeah. this year and yeah, next yeah. year like nobody knows nobody has a crystal ball but uh, what about investing into apartment communities right now you know because again you mentioned there's a lot of people like new multifamily syndicators like popping up like mushrooms every day like i see on facebook mm -hmm. groups and like everybody's yeah. a syndicator now because again it's a it's a it's a trend right everybody sure. wants to go there raise capital and, and acquire these deals but is it mm -hmm. the right time right now because again we're at the top of the market and like Nobody knows when it's going to shift. So that means a lot of people who are coming in brand new again mm -hmm. and don't have maybe the right team or, you know, experience. I mean, you, you can get like hammered, you know, so yeah. is it the right yeah. time or people should wait it out until, you know, the, you know, until no, you should, you should, you should go in. I mean, the, the more competition, the better, right. And the market, the market, the market will determine that. So if, you're a young buck and you're 22 years old and you're coming in and you're killing it and you're, you're the deals, the money that's going to come your way. Right. That as opposed to Joe Schmo, who's been in here four five, six, maybe seven years, who is not like a really good syndicator. Like I'm a firm believer. Don't, don't wait. 
like get in now. And if you're in now, while the while while the while the honey's good, right? When it goes belly up, who do you think is going to be more in a position to recognize those opportunities? Yep. Because a calm sea is never made for a good sailor. So if you've been through the highs, the high highs and the lows, lows, and it's like okay, you've been through some different cycles. Like I feel comfortable investing with that guy as opposed to like okay, now we're at the complete bottom. Now you're trying to raise capital. Now you're trying to talk about deals. It's like, and what happens in the markets is when there is a recession, people take their chips off the table, right? Now they're, 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 they're tightening up their investments. So people aren't going to be investing in apartment syndicators or trusting new people with capital when it's like, oh, okay, like my kid's trying to go to college. Actually, there's 10,000, like I was willing to deploy it and have it be a little bit risky. But now, like, I want to park this in, like, with a safe, secure sponsor who I know has a proven track record. Okay, you, oh, you've been in it for three years? Okay. As opposed to, like, that same guy, version B, who's just starting now making the same pitch, like, hey, Uncle John, blah, blah, blah. You're like, yeah, it sounds good, but, like, I, I don't feel comfortable with you. Like, three years ago, I might have, like, we've had a relationship, and now it's kind of developed. So I would say start now. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I do agree because, like, when we talk about the highs and the lows, like right now it's harder to find the good deals and the capital is available because the money's there and in the mm -hmm. downturn is going to be what? There's probably more deals and less capital. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely a great point, you know, starting now and, you know, but there's, again, it's multifamily syndication, a lot of moving pieces. So yeah, again, like sure. people have to get educated, get, get the education first. But I mean, you know, I, I don't know, maybe you're watching and you're thinking like multifamily is not my thing. So whatever, like, you know, there's different, different asset classes that you can start on and, you know, mm -hmm. you, you should be good. So, okay. So what about being a, a market research, due, due diligence, acquisitions and investor relations guy. Mm -hmm. uh, can you just tell your own personal opinion? What type of multi multifamily property would you buy personally right now in the States? Um, what will be your investment criteria kind of? So, I mean, for Boardwalk Wealth, we usually invest in one, one to 200 units, B2C class properties, uh, purchase price between five to 15 million or five to five. To five to 20 million, um, we look for markets between 10 to 20, 20 properties between 10 to 15% below market. Um, and we usually focus on the Southeast, Southeastern corridor, Jacksonville, Florida, Atlanta, um, anything, anything really there in the Bible Belt, Texas. Um, I would say if I were going to be a sponsor and I was looking to be an out-of-state investor, I would first off focus on being investing into a landlord-friendly state, first off. Um, that doesn't mean you have to be purchasing multifamily apartments, but in general, if I were to be purchasing a turnkey property uh, for a single-family home or anything, I would be looking to invest in a landlord-friendly state. So that's the first thing that I would look for. Um, as far as the second part to that question, I would just kind of turn back to say like, what is your risk tolerance? So if you're looking for a passive income and you want to be completely hands off and you're an accredited investor and you're looking to two extra money within three to five years and you're comfortable with a sponsor, 
that probably would sound like a good route for you. But if you're looking to be more hands-on and you're looking to do one or two deals, um, single family, fix and flip, burst strategy, house hacking, those could be definitely advantageous for you if you want to start getting your feet in the game. Because I mean, let's say you're, let's say you hear all this stuff on social media and you think, oh, supermodel. I want a supermodel girlfriend. I want her to be banging hot. Like, oh man, I want to do this. Like, it's going to be oh, some of my best girlfriends. Like, dude, you haven't even been on a date. Like, do you know how to pick up a girl? <laughs> do you know how to go out, like, eat, have a casual conversation? Like, what? You know, it's like, like, like it's like a training method. Like, yo, so these are baby steps. Like, not saying you can't be there, Junior, but like, hey, just like, go have fun with the girl. Like, you don't even hold a hand. Like, just talk. You don't have to be like holding out for the playmate of the year, right? So, uh, really just going back to getting out there, going, developing your own strategy. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I would just say focus on the landlord from the state and kind of develop your strategy from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Definitely great point. I, I mean, you know, there's a lot stuff going on, like, because every time I, I talk with somebody like, like yourself, you know, having real estate people like on, on these podcasts, I hope you guys enjoy again, if you enjoy click like, you know, subscribe. But, uh, you know, everybody's mentioning this one thing. And when you talk about that, you know, this like, reaching for that supermodel instead of taking the baby steps, like everybody's talking the mindset, like 80%, like real estate investing is the mindset thing. And, you know, like all these false perspectives, because when you said that, I just, in, in my head, it, it sounded like, you know, people are saying, if you're going to reach for the stars, you won't make it, you're going to land on the moon or something like that, like stupid, like yeah. quotes, right? Like, and that's what people do. They have all these false perspectives thinking, you know, I should go for a supermodel. I don't have any skill set. I've never been with a girl before, but I should go for yeah. that. You know, and it's all like dumb, you know, it's a dumb stuff. So like people should understand like, baby steps everything is baby steps like if you want to like start a po podcast baby steps you want to get invested into real estate actively passively baby steps like you know so there's no other way around you know to, to you know to that sure. so mm -hmm. okay so what about again because um, i included this i told you i'm going to be including can we touch just because you mentioned you've been on the dp side on a, on a deal maybe you can talk about the deal and what did mm -hmm. you learn from from that being on a gp side yeah so we recently closed a uh 198 unit in uh, Fayetteville, Georgia, uh, right before Christmas. Um, what I have learned thus far is how many moving parts there really are and how much capital, uh, how much capital it really takes and learning about the investors and how they are being spoken to, right? It's one thing to like read a book, but when you're actually talking to accredited investors and emails and, uh, you know, for myself, right? Like Matthew, non-real estate, non-professional, I would always like to be like, oh, like, hey, Martinez, like make it a great day, smiley face, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, hey. And so like these guys, right? They're guys and gals. They're more uh, business professional, right? Doctors, lawyers, mm -hmm. and they're used to just like sophisticated talk, yeah, like, yeah, just like straight jargon, you know. Like if you're filling out a form, and it's like I remember uh, Austin Powers, right? This back in the day, he was like, whatever movie it was, is like he's filling out a form and said like sex, like male, female, and it was like he's like sex one time, and he made this like joke, right? Yeah, this is like. He just makes a joke about that. It was kind of funny. I think about that sometimes. It's like, well, it's strictly just like male, female, check the box, right? Like people just want straight jargon, like yeah. 
please fill out the forms, have it to me by Monday. At your earliest, at your earliest regards, much appreciated. Let me know if you have any questions. And like, it's like, boom, and they'll give you like a straight answer back. And sometimes when like you're sending an email, you're like, ooh, like, I feel like I'm being pushy, I'm kind of being a dick, but there's like kind of better ways to start like wording things and making things sound more business professional. And for me, that's new. So dealing with accredited investors, I would say uh, business professional, business communication is more gonna drive home the point as opposed to me being Matthew. It's like, I gotta get into like real estate, GP, investor mode as opposed to like buddy buddy chum it up like hey okay cool yeah whenever you get it to me that sounds great as opposed to like hey we need these by this time thank you early cigars here's my email contact send um so yeah i've just really learned a lot about the capital side of, of how things and how things are really structured yeah awesome awesome uh, uh, you know you're gonna learn so much more moving forward i mean you you're you know you did so many great, amazing things with, with, you know, with Omar and the company and, you know, it's just exciting, man, to see you on this journey as well. You know, it's, it's awesome, you know, just, just look from the side and see where you're going. So beautiful, beautiful. So what about people who are, again, coming back to the people who are watching this brand new and they think, okay, maybe I have some extra capital, maybe I'm not a high net worth individual, but I got some money or maybe I can raise some from family members and so forth. Uh, mm -hmm. What about for them? Okay, I'm going to, buy this deal let's say it's going to be a fourplex and i'm just going to run it by myself you know there's a lot of people talking mm -hmm. like i'm going to live in one unit i'm going to mm -hmm. rent out three like i'm going to manage self-manage yeah. like is that an yeah. option what, what, what do you think like what's the best way to start this off like should they go yeah. and manage properties themselves or just guy get the management company to do them for them instead uh again i would say you know really yeah, I, just, I didn't plan on this episode being like this or like I'm like this wise investor, but you know, really think, think, really think about like going back to like, what do you really want? Like who you are, your strategy. And if you're trying to be hands-on and you want to be a landlord, that's perfectly fine. Um, nope. There's no knock on that at all. Right. So if you're going to buy a fourplex or a quad unit, right. And you're going to live in one, you're going to house hack. Like, hey, cool. No problem. Like good on you. Um, Right, but you're gonna be living in one of those th uh, one of those four units. Now, if you buy like a 12 unit apartment complex, 16 unit apartment complex, uh, and you want to do that for your first deal, okay, that's no problem. Can you hire a manager? Yeah, you can. Uh, but you also got to take into account too, like that is going to take uh, away from your bottom line. So you will be the manager. Uh, or uh, how much? Sorry, how much? What, what do you think it would be on a on a twelve unit or sixteen unit, like percentage wise? Uh, what would be the um, it's not going to be three percent. It's going to be much more because it's uh, too small, right? Yeah, I I I I honestly don't know. Um, I haven't dabbled in that. In I would yeah, I would say that I would expect them maybe to take. I don't know. I don't know how they would structure that. A percentage yeah. of the percentage of the the gross rents or because they're not going to be on site so i don't know i couldn't yeah, speak yeah. to that but let's just say let's just say it's eight percent of gross rents or ten percent of gross rents maybe something like that right um that's ten percent so that's coming out of your pocket of your net possibly right so if you want to run the property yes you're gonna be more hands-on you're gonna be there uh but 
I mean, you have, time, yourself, if, yeah. like you have to pay yeah. yourself because the time is there. So you spend the time. Yeah. So then if you're thinking like, hey, I want to I wanna be as free as possible. I want to go travel the world. I want to collect some passive, in uh, passive income and blah, 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 blah. Right. I mean, you're, that's not aligning with your views. Or yeah. if you're like, hey, I want to get a duplex, you know, rent out, rent out to one solid owner. And then I want to use that to pay half my rent. And then I want to go travel the world. Well, if you if you're screening and you have one tenant to put in a duplex and you know this person or they're a really cool person, odds are they're probably not going to be a big headache because you live on the other side. Like it's going to be easy peasy. It allows you to live and allows you to travel, allows you to do these things. That sounds more incongruent with your your vision, your returns, and who you are as a person, as opposed to someone who says like, I don't want to be hands on, but I'm going to be a property manager on, on a 12 unit apartment complex, like. Yep. It sounds like a recipe already for disaster. Like a girl that's a vegetarian, you're taking her to a steakhouse for her first dinner. Like, you know, like you might be, you might go well, but you know, this is like it's first date. Yeah. But there's going to be some risk involved over there. Yeah, there's going to be some risk, but we'll, we'll, hopefully <laughs> yeah, it works yeah. out. <laughs> Definitely, great, great point. Yeah, because like we coming back to this point, like what is your like strategy? What what is the lifestyle that that you want to live at the end? Because like real estate can definitely create you that lifestyle like even myself looking like you know i'm not invested uh you know actively passively to any deals right now but we're definitely looking you know in the near future because you know it's one of those things that uh can help you you know create the lifestyle that you want and at the end of the day like when we're gonna go like i, I think for me personally i don't know how do you feel or the people who are watching maybe you can leave a comment like what will be the reason for you to invest in real estate but for me, it will be kind of, okay, like we're going to remember the things that we did, like the people that we impacted, the places that we went. It doesn't mean that I will go alone, um, yeah. you know, impact, travel, like all the experiences that we're going to have in mm -hmm. life. It's not going to be how much money I collected, but mm -hmm. like in this earth that we live in, like we need money to do things and to impact people and to make mm -hmm. a change. So, yeah. you know, instead of, so that's why I think, you know, like real estate is such a great vehicle, uh, you know, so you can do these type of things, you know, to a big scale. Of course, yeah. you have to put up like, what's the minimum investment uh, with the boardwalk wealth uh, at, at the moment? 50, 50K? Yeah, 50,000. 50K, got it. So so here you go. Yeah, definitely, you know, I, I see it like, you know, it, it's it's a must. It, it's not a shit yeah. you know, invest in. And, and, and also too, you know, like, I know we are talking, I know we are talking about real estate. Um, I know we are talking about real estate, but, uh, you know, real estate's just as trendy as the stock market right and like these things like i said they do come in cycles so if you are listening to this and you feel like i mean yes i am a real estate guy but if you feel like i don't want to be involved in real estate i want to invest in my own business like that's that's perfectly acceptable as well um i think basically the bottom line that people should take from this episode is like don't wait don't have hesitancy and if you want to invest in fixing and flipping boats. Like I'm sure there's a market there for that. I don't know anything about that, but when you're sitting off on the sidelines, not producing content, not, not out there, you know, on any form of doing anything, you're really doing yourself a disservice and not being the most impactful person that you can be. And if you're not living, your, you know, your most impactful spirit or person, whatever, or whatever you want to call it, you're really doing the world a disservice because a lot of people that can't speak, or can't dance or can't write or can't walk or can't talk or can't eat would kill for that opportunity to do those things and for you to have a voice or for you to have a vision 
and not capitalize on that opportunity is really doing you and the world and the universe a disservice. So really you should get out there and make an impact. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And again, um, I just seen your, your wife coming up and you said 10 minutes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just cut to the chase. I'm going to go to a few more questions if you don't mind. Yeah. Because yeah. I know it's Saturday. I don't want to take your family time away from you. No, no problem. Yeah. But, uh, can we talk about the 2020 again, you know, a beautiful year, beautiful number. And uh, mm -hmm. I wish you a lot of great luck in this year. Again, we talked Thank about you. this year started a little bit weird, but uh, it, it's going to continue mm -hmm. good, I'm sure. So can mm -hmm. you talk about your personal or business goals for, for this year? Yeah. So um, my business goals, I'm really focusing uh, now on taking my podcast to the next level. That's my next thing. Um, you know, I want to develop that and get that to the next stage where I can start making some money and I don't want to necessarily put a dollar figure on it. I just want to get better. And I'm thinking more of like where my podcast will be like five, 10, seven years down the line. Right. So if my investing becomes better and my podcast becomes better, like those things are just going to kind of align with themselves. So right now I'm kind of focusing on really getting my podcast better. Therefore, if my podcast becomes better, I'll be able to make more money, which I'll be able to attract more investors, be able to attract more capital. And plus I'll be moving back to the States. So for me, uh, scaling up on my uh, podcast would, would be number one, uh, one of the top ones. And then also too, I want to be a GP on two more deals by the time that I go back. So if I'm able to do that, uh, I think I will feel very, uh, uh, how should I say it? Very comfortable when I'm moving back to the States as opposed to like nervous and like, you know, moving my, my family halfway around the world. Like, okay, is this the right decision? Like, you know, I'm sitting in my new house, like we're good. Like things aren't, things, things are great. Right. But I, I think things could be a lot better for us. And, uh, you know, like you're saying, like going back to America, like I could definitely go back, develop myself more, attract some more investors and build up more of a portfolio. And then six years later, I can travel and leave the world and go do more. I can always go back. Right. But I think for the time being, like going back to America and really like riding this ship and getting in on the ground. Good. Because where I'm at right now, I'm in with a good company. Um, I'm learning a lot. I'm making some money and things are going well. So. Uh, those are what I are my uh, business priorities right now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, great, great goals, definitely. Okay, so can we finish off with this? I mean, you are, yeah. you know, people like if, if you don't see Matthew so far on any social media, he's going to give you a few places that you can go and visit him and, you know, talk with him. Like if you have any questions, you want to jump, you have a yeah. real estate business, you want to jump on a podcast, talk some real estate. I think this is this is your guy. Uh, to go to so can you share with people where they can find you yeah. on social media yeah so you could uh so first off you can i mean you can find most of my content on my website at matthewbaldzell.com m-a-t-t-h-e-w-b as in boy a-l-t-z-l.com um but other than that it's pretty simple across the board linkedin matthew baldzell uh instagram matthew baldzell so where you ever really want to connect with me i'd say instagram or my website and i also have top 400 business podcasts called real estate journeys and that's on my website as well that's on itunes stitcher spotify 
Google Play, whatever you want. All over the place. All yeah. over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This man is yeah. definitely all over, the, all over the place and you should definitely check him out. And, you know, really appreciate the time spending with me today. It's always, it's always great vibe, you know, connecting back with you and just yeah, talking. Sure, man. So, you know, it's, it's a pleasure talking and seeing you again, you know, this year. And uh, hopefully it's not going to be the last time I see you this year. So, you no, know, we can no. make something happen again. And I'm just, you know, uh, you know, excited every time again talking with you. So, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. I mean, you know, you're smart people. Like, subscribe, share it with your friends <laughs> so more people can learn about real estate investing and to start their own real estate journey because it's definitely a beautiful thing, right time. Just, you know, do the right things. First of all, educate yourself. So I think, you know, uh, Matthew just gave out a lot of great valuable content for you to go and build the solid fundamentals, you know, for education. So again, if you have more in-depth questions, contact with them at all the links down below and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, Matthew. Appreciate it.